Hey, um, just a bit of an update. Uh, we raised across uh, all of our campuses, I think, $117,000 for our Christmas boxes. Uh, 810 boxes went out, um, some up here and some down in Auckland as well. Just absolutely amazing ministry uh, going into our community, hearing some testimonies back. Um, from from some, some of the some of the folk in Auckland who delivered boxes, uh, just the timing of these boxes arriving in people's lives were just unbelievable. People just breaking down in tears, just going, "Wow, this this is life changing for me." So uh, thank you so much for getting behind it. Uh, we're going to raise our, our goal for next year. We're going to believe for more. Uh, not only did we hit our total, as Pete said last week, we smashed it. Okay, so we're believing for even more next year, more families impacted. Uh, yeah, come on, we, I, I think we can believe for that. I think here, here in Whangarei alone, we raised over 20,000, I think, came in. So uh, well done. You, you guys are incredible. Well, this morning uh, is Remembrance Sunday. It's an opportunity for us to stop and pause in our busy schedule and uh, to remember those that have gone before us, those maybe that we've lost, uh, those that we're thinking of come around Christmas time. And I want to start by reading uh, a passage from uh, Luke chapter 22. Uh, if I do have to sit down in the middle of a service, it's because uh, our family have, been, uh, have had a vomiting bug for the last couple of weeks, so I'm standing just, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with that for now. <laughs> then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Would you pray with me as we remember Jesus, as we remember those who've gone before us? Heavenly Father, we, we come today uh, for the purpose of remembering, remembering loved ones that have, have been lost, remembering those that made a significant impact on our lives. And we come and we remember you, Jesus, for the sacrifice that you made so that we could have life, so we could have purpose, so we could have hope. Speak to us, I pray. Comfort uh, those hearts that are mourning, those that are working through grief in their life. God, I pray that we would sense your presence in such a full way. In Jesus' name, amen. In my life, and I'm sure in your life, you will have had plenty of moments that are forgettable. And obviously you can't remember them right now because you've forgotten them. But then there are plenty of memorable moments, those moments you will never, ever forget. Come on, how many people remember their first car? Mitsubishi Mirage, 1987, little hatchback, 1.3. That one went like the, oh my goodness, that was far too fast and I got tickets to prove it. 
Come on, what about your, the first time you ever scored a goal or a try or, or you know, in sporting? Come on, you've got to remember one of those moments. What, what, about, what about your first girlfriend or your first boyfriend? You remember that? Yep. First kiss? Uh, you remember that one? Yeah, I kissed Amy. It was good. So we remember these things. Remember that first A that we got? Some of you going, no, never got one of those. Some of you going, I remember my first D. <laughs> Didn't try hard enough. But come on, we remember these things. They're kind of etched in our memories. You know, and these, then these are things that you do well to remember. And if you don't remember them, you're probably in big trouble. For example, your wife's birthday, your wedding anniversary, your mother-in-law's name. Yes, it's good. Remember, remember. But then there's the moments in history. You remember those moments in history? Where were you? September 11, 2001. Most of us, if you're old enough to remember that, you remember that moment when the Twin Towers were hit. I remember I was going out for a run and I, I came back. I got a phone call from mum going, America's under attack. Turned on the TV and just stunned as we saw that take place. What about Princess Diana? Some of you will remember when, when she died and the news. And you probably remember where you were. Some ladies, you even remember the shoes you're wearing. Now, these moments are etched in our memories forever. And then there's the, the kind of the personal moments that, that you'll never forget. Like last time Liverpool won the league 28 years ago and counting. Did you know <laughs> there's hope? There's always hope. <laughs> Did you know only two, two times have a team been ahead at Christmas time? And lost the Premier League. And both times it was Liverpool. We're ahead at Christmas time. Yes. But hey, we'll wait and see. Maybe this will be the, the year that my Josiah will remember when we won the league. Finally, again. But you know, in these moments, we remember these things. It's kind of etched into our memories. I won't, re won't forget when we said goodbye to my Oma. Uh, this is a woman who's prayed for me. Every day of my life. And uh, in March, we, we said farewell to her. I was taking a Bible college lecture, and I got a phone call, I think, from mum or dad, saying, Omar's not in a good place. We, we don't think we've got long. So I kind of shut down the lecture, and, um, jumped in the car, and went, and went and saw her. And it wasn't long after that that she passed away. With family around her, she just kind of looked up. It was just a moment, just looked up. Almost like God says, you can come now. And she breathed her last breath. And I, the memories I have of my Oma uh, are amazing. I remember going to her place and, and staying over and we'd, we'd wake up in the morning and there'd be a little bowl of treats on the end of our bed. I mean, our Oma was awesome. She would feed us lollies, just, you know, just like, she would give us packets of jelly crystals. Just, just jelly crystals. It would just lick and dip, lick and dip. I mean, it was awesome. You know, the stuff that mum and dad wouldn't give us, we just go to Oma's and she would give us all of those wonderful treats. I remember Omar, we'd go for walks together. We used to, to play with her. her. Her cocker spaniel, the dumbest dog you'll ever meet. But, um, but you know, Chloe was just this beautiful, beautiful dog. And, and just so many memories. And, you know, my, my Omar, she, she was a brave woman. Did a lot of the latter years of her life on her own. Ended up raising her own kids. Uh, with, with Dad very busy as a, um, as a, uh, as a doctor away from the family a lot, and he passed away even when I was only um, very, very young myself, never really got to know him. 
So today, Remembrance Sunday is a day where I'm remembering my Oma, remembering a woman who had such an impact on my life. And for anyone who ever met her, you'll, you will have had that same impact on your life. Today, I want you to think about that one person or those many people so dear to your life that, that maybe have gone to be with the Lord. Those that have passed and are now no longer with us. Let's stop. Let's, let's hit pause on our schedule. Life goes so quickly that often these memories that should last with us forever, sometimes they just get squeezed or just pushed aside. Well, not today. Today we stop. We remember. We remember those loved ones. As we do that, we're, we're going to be taking a rose later on in the service and inviting you to come and just, just collect a rose and, and lay it down just as a, as a memory. We're going to take communion as families and we're going to invite you to go and grab your kids from your kids' programs if you wish to do that and then come and celebrate communion or remember somebody together at the close of the service. But I think it's important in these moments that, you know, we, we, we never do forget. I, I remember going down to Tapapa. Um, and there was, there was a, a, a memorial for all the people in Gallipoli. And I walked through, and I didn't really know much of the history. But as I walked through, I, I, was, I was weeping as I walked through, and I saw the pictures, and I saw the stories, and I, and I heard the testimonies of these young men and women, sometimes 16, 17 years old, who went out to fight so that we could have freedom. And, 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 I, and it was like, I don't want to forget them. I don't want to forget what they did. I don't want to forget what my Omar did for me in paving the way for us to live in this country. We are here today because she and, 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 and Opa were brave enough to leave Holland and come here to take a very young family, dad only 18 months old, and immigrate over to here. What a, what a risk to take to pave the way for us to be here today. We're, we're here pastoring a church. Who would have thought? That all those years ago, a decision made back over in Holland would result in this. Let's never take for granted the things that have been given to us by the sacrifice of somebody else. So this morning, we remember. We remember. And as we remember, we remember a husband, a wife, a boss, a colleague, a schoolmate, a friend, a child, a parent. You know, their characters and their character and their values have been imprinted on our lives. But as we do that, I also want us to kind of step into the shoes or, or the sandals, so to speak, of the disciples who sat with Jesus to have a, have a meal together. And I want us to imagine what it would have been like to have been sitting there with Jesus when he says, hey, when you, when you meet together, when you have this meal together, remember me. In other words, don't forget me. Don't forget what's about to take place. Now, the disciples probably weren't really aware. In fact, they had no idea what was coming. They had no idea that their life was going to change completely from this night on. They were enjoying the ride with Jesus. They were loving the ministry with Jesus. They were seeing incredible things take place, signs and wonders and miracles. They were having the time of their lives and Jesus says, it's going to be very different from now. And even Peter goes, no, 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 it's not going to happen like that. That's when, that's when you know, Jesus just kind of pushed back and says, no, it's got to happen this way. 
But he says, when you meet together, when you celebrate this, this Passover meal, I want you to remember me. What was significant about the Passover in Leviticus 23? It's, it, it was described as the festival that would celebrate the salvation of the Israelite people. The Israelite people have been in captivity. And in that place of captivity, uh, they finally got out through signs and wonders. God finally released the people out from the, from the hand of Pharaoh. And so they went out and the last sign and wonder that they went out on was, was when, the, when the firstborn child of every Egyptian person was killed unless they had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. The, the angel of death passed over all those that were covered. A symbol of our salvation today, that death passes over us when we have the blood of the lamb. The significance of the lamb was that the lamb had to be perfect, unblemished. That is our biggest problem, our biggest challenge is we as human beings, we are not perfect. Haven't met a perfect person yet. None of us are perfect. None of us are good enough to get to God, get to heaven on our own. Our sin separates us from God, the Bible tells us. But there is a way, and that way is through Jesus. And the lamb is a constant theme if you look right throughout the scripture. It's almost like every time it's written, it's kind of like the statement, don't forget the lamb. Don't forget the lamb because the lamb is the most important character within the story of the Bible. The lamb, the lamb. I think these disciples, they would have had hundreds, if not a thousand meals. I mean, they, they were hanging out with Jesus for, for over a thousand days. They would have had lots and lots of meals together. But this Passover was different. Jesus did something different. They probably drank some wine every, every time they ate. They probably ate some bread. But there was something significant that Jesus says, I want you to remember this. Because the lamb was something that was, was, was a symbol that was used throughout the scriptures. Abraham was asked to sacrifice his own son, Isaac. Isaac was the firstborn promised son that God had given Abraham. God says, I'm going to give you many, many nations through your son, Isaac. And then at a point in his life, 11, 12 years old, God says to, to Isaac, to Abraham, I want you to take Isaac, your only son, your one and only son. I want you to go and sacrifice him on a mountain. This mountain that I'm going to show you. Abraham was obedient to that. He went up to the mountain, prepared to give his very, very best and his only to worship God. And at that point, God says, I, I trust you, Abraham. You've, you're obedient. I've provided another lamb. Provided another source. It was painting the picture of the Lamb that was to come. When John the Baptist in the New Testament, he went ahead of Jesus, just a few months ahead, began to preach about the good news, preach about the Messiah who would come. And Jesus came towards him one day, and John says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was declaring that up until now, if you wanted to be right with God, you would have to sacrifice. A lamb. But now is one who doesn't, who will be sacrificed once for all time. What an incredible promise given to the people. They were looking for a Messiah that would save them. And John says, this is him. Don't look anywhere else. This is him. 
the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world, even right through into Revelation as we read uh, this morning. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. The Lamb is the theme right through. And as we remember those that have gone before us, and as the team come, we're going to celebrate communion, and we're going to remember with these roses the people that have gone before us. But as we, as we remember this morning, let us remember what Christ did for us. As we remember and we celebrate those that have, have gone before us, let's, let's remember them. Let's remember everybody that, I'm, I'm remembering my Oma. I don't know who you are remembering today. I don't know who's in your heart. We remember them. And we remember what Jesus did. We remember that Jesus gave it all so we could have it all. I don't know if the disciples really knew what was happening in this moment. Did they see the significance of the Passover? Did they really understand what Jesus was talking about? I don't know. It wouldn't be too quick to judge either. Because I, I, I found even just a few months ago, God had to do a work in my heart. Because even salvation, my own salvation, was something I was beginning to take for granted. I don't ever want to be that person. Because... Cool, it's my right. I deserve it because I don't. God's been showing me again just my desperate need for him. That I'm saved by the grace of God. I've got nothing. I've got nothing on my own. But when I give my life to Christ and I put my trust and my hope in him, I lack nothing. There's people here today in various forms of, of grief. People today struggling because you've really, really missed somebody. That's good. That's okay. Don't let anyone ever tell you not to grieve. We need to. It's a part of what God's given us. Grief and mourning is, is a part of our lives that we need to go through. And today, if the, the tears flow, that's good. That's good. Let it out. As we remember those that have gone before us. But I love what Jesus said. He took the bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So in other words, when you get together, when you have a meal together, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus was saying, in my life, remember me. And in my death, remember me. Remember what he did while he was alive, but also the significance of his death, because from his death came resurrection life. How many people are thankful for the resurrection life that Jesus has given you? And maybe you're here today and you, you can't honestly raise your hand and say, I've never experienced that resurrection life. 
Well, that promise is for me as much as it is for you. That promise is here today, and we want to give the opportunity as we always do. Every Sunday, every time we meet together, we make a commitment to present the good news, the gospel, because it is the only thing that saves us. Not music, not good speaking, just the good news of Jesus Christ. That is what saves us from an eternity without God. God made us. He created us in his image on purpose, with a purpose to live for him, to live with him. But as we've read, sin separates us from God. Not one person is righteous. Not one person can, can put up a claim and say, I'm good enough because I'm not. None of us are. But Jesus is. He was, he is, and he is to come. He will always be the perfect sacrifice that was slain before the ends of before the beginning of time. It was already written into the story that the Lamb would be the freedom, would bring freedom to mankind. And if you're here today and you're saying, I, I don't have a relationship with God, I don't have all the answers, that's okay. You don't need all the answers. What you need is faith. Faith to believe that that Jesus died on the cross, that God raised him to life, and that your sins can be forgiven if you would simply confess them to God. And we're going to pray a prayer right now. And if you'd like to join us in that prayer, just take that first step towards God. Not everything will change in one moment, but one thing will change, your eternal destination, eternal life with God. And that's what we're believing and praying for for someone today. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, Thank you for your great love for me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. Thank you for your grace. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I turn from my old way of living and I choose to follow you. Please come into my life and make me new. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, maybe for the first time, maybe you're coming back to God, maybe you've been away and for whatever reason you found yourself back here again because God's been drawing you. If you pray that prayer, we want to connect with you. We want to help you on the journey. Would you do something very brave with every head bowed, every eye closed? Would you just slip your hand up and say, that was me. I prayed that prayer for the first time. Thank you. Up the back. That's awesome. Fantastic. Anyone else this morning saying, yes, I prayed that prayer. Thank you. It's wonderful. So good. Anyone else this morning? I think I prayed that prayer first time. Maybe coming back to God. We've got a team that are going to get alongside you. Going to give you some information. Going to help you take that next step towards God. God, we thank you, Lord, for decisions this morning to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, that you have set them free. That they have now have freedom and healing in Jesus' name. And as we come this morning and as we remember those that have gone before us, we say thank you. Thank you for the examples. Thank you for the life that they lived. Thank you for what they did for our lives. We honor you. We give you praise. As we take communion as families, as individuals, may we remember the sacrifice you made so that we could have life, life in all its fullness. In Jesus' name, amen. In a moment, uh, Sarah and Rachel are going to sing a song uh, as the, the item plays. We'd love you to just...
get up out of your seats. And if you have children, uh, you'd love to get them to come and join you for this time of, of remembrance. Feel free to go out to your programs. The kids, kids team know that you're coming. Uh, you can go and head out there now and grab them. And uh, come and grab a rose from one of the sides of the, the aisles here. Come and lay it down. Stop, pause, pray a prayer. We've got plenty of time. And then uh, once you finish that, why don't you go and take communion, one of our four stations around the auditorium. Celebrate his communion, and you're welcome to stay and come back in, but we will close the service uh, soon after that. So uh, thank you, Rachel and Sarah. Come on forward. i
officially close the service in a moment, but please feel free to stay. Uh, just sit in this moment. Uh, there's no rush to get anyone out of the, the place. If you want to just sit and just think of that person for a little longer, please feel free to do that. Uh, don't, don't forget we've got our Christmas Day services happening on the Christmas Day, 25th. So uh, make sure you come along, uh, be a part of that. If you're visiting with us, we'd love to meet you. Go into our Connect Lounge and uh, we would love to give you a cup of tea and coffee, get to know you a little bit more. Uh, grab an invite card, invite somebody to church over summer. You're going to have an amazing summer. And uh, I just pray for God's blessing. Let me just bless you as you go today. Father, we thank you for this amazing group of people. But I thank you that we are one family together connected by one thought, one person through Jesus. And God, I pray for your peace that passes all human understanding. Pray for your love to settle in our hearts. May we be salt and light. May we be examples everywhere we go. Lord, I pray for your blessing, your favor, your protection on every person as they go from this place. May we be so aware of your presence in everything we do. May you bless us in all we do as we live our lives to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please feel free to come. If you want to just sit, if you want someone to pray for you, we've got a ministry team that would love to get alongside you.